What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is Jacob Deaton, and we're back with another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we talk to really cool people about really cool things that they do in the wedding industry. And today, I have Miss Bonnie Rivas from the Brickyard in Marietta, Georgia. Bonnie, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Hope you are. <laughs> I am. I'm uh, enjoying a very frantic start to my week. Um, and uh, I'm happy that it's frantic again because it's, uh, it feels like the world's trying to wake up um, and uh, couples are getting excited about booking their weddings again. And, you know, for us people in the wedding industry, it's a nice thing. It's nice to hear some phone calls, get some emails and get some text messages and, you know, make you feel like things are kind of normal, right? Absolutely. Love is in the air and we're rolling <laughs> right into uh, Valentine's Day proposals. So that's right. We're in the middle of um, when we film this, it's uh, we're in the middle of the um, uh, still in the middle of the what they call the engagement season. If a bride mm -hmm. and groom is listening and they're like, what does this thing mean? Uh, obviously, from around Christmas or Thanksgiving, really through, um, you know, this uh, February 14th time frame, um, you know, this is the high time of the year when people get married around their or get engaged around their family and their friends and um, plan really cool things. So this is when inquiries start to go up. So um, tell us, uh, Bonnie, like, how's uh, how's that process been for you this year, this engagement season and this cycle being that we're kind of around COVID, you know? Yeah, it's been, um, no surprise, different, but a lot of the things have remained the same. I mean, you alluded to the fact that this is the time of year uh, between Thanksgiving and, and basically Valentine's Day where there are a lot of proposals. Um, obviously, we had a lot of couples push their plans back due to COVID, so um, it, it it's the the normal um, influx of inquiries that we would normal normally have, but on top of that, there's an overlay of people who went ahead and got married and pushed their receptions back. So it's kind of this hybrid calendar that we have going on. It's all the people that we would normally expect during this time, plus a backlog of people that have postponed everything overlaid with folks that, as I mentioned, have already exchanged their vows because they wanted to go ahead and, and get married, but they pushed the celebrations where they would feel safer doing so. So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's nice to see people starting to feel comfortable enough to relax back into having events. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's great to hear in the voices and see in the site visits the excitement of people who have just been ready to do this for so long and have been kind of sitting, waiting to, to do the responsible thing. Right. And, you know, being that you're a venue, uh, it's almost like you're one of the first people that um, a couple would interact with because uh, usually the first thing that gets done is finding the place that they want to get married and they want to have their party and uh, they want to invite their friends to. And, and so, you know, you really have a really true, you're like really carrying the beacon here of like what's going on, uh, you know, for all the other vendors that have to fall in line after that. Um, you're sort of like on the forefront of really knowing what's going on um, because like I said, people come to you first. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, we recognize that, and one of the things that we are, are 
one of the things we like to do with our vendors is let them know when the inquiries are starting to pick up, when the bookings are starting to firm up. Because um, as you mentioned, we're one of the first, you know, the, the officiant, the ceremony and the reception side are, are pretty much the, no pun intended, holy trinity of the first three that, that get, uh, get booked. So we're happy to be kind of the barometer for what's to come for the rest of our uh, colleagues and vendors. Yeah, the, it's been a crazy year um, for a variety of reasons, and um, it's just nice to see movement again. Tell everybody a little bit about, uh, we got a little ahead of ourselves, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Brickyard and um, just give us some like, you know, broad strokes. Yeah, sure. So the Brickyard is a, uh, an event venue that's located just off the Marietta Square uh, on Church Street. We actually opened up the venue in 2010. So 2020, we had big plans to celebrate our 10th anniversary and the 100th anniversary of the building itself. Um, obviously, we pulled back a little bit on those celebrations, but nonetheless, we are very, very excited to call that place our home. It is, I know you've had the privilege of being in there and gracing a lot of folks with, uh, with your talents. So. Um, one of the things that we love best about the space is it's a big, wide open blank canvas. Um, the history of the building, it used to be a uh, tire warehouse. Uh, you could actually drive your car in and they would raise it up, change your tires, do any maintenance, and then drive back out um, a uh, roll up garage door. And uh, we have tried to stay true to the, um, I guess the infrastructure, kind of the skeleton of the building. There's a beautifully uh, rounded barrel wooden exposed ceiling and some iron beams that come down. Um, and everything else is pretty much painted out white brick and, and gray cement floors. So it, it truly is a, a blank canvas for anyone that wants to come in. You can dress her up, dress her down. It doesn't feel empty if you want to go, um, if you want to go a little bit less on your decor, but it also will hold the most elaborate of decor as well. Um, bathe it with lights or keep it industrial. It's uh, it's a wonderful facility, and we're we're so happy to be part of that Marietta scene there. The Marietta scene is a pretty tight knit one. Um, I would say there's a lot of really cool venues that surround you um, and it really services uh, I what I would imagine is the bulk of that um, that area's um, need as it pertains to like event spaces and stuff. Um, but you just don't only do weddings, right? You do a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so weddings obviously are the bulk of our business, um, just because there's there's always demand for that, and uh, the aesthetics of our place um, tends to lend itself to to a beautiful union. But we also have quite a number of fundraisers, photo shoots, launch parties, uh, brand reveals. We have concerts. I mean, it's the, the list goes on and on. Um, the space, because it is one big open space, is so malleable. People are able to come in and immediately envision what they're looking for. We have a kitchen on site, catering kitchen. We have um, a small kind of art gallery in the very entrance there. We also have a, an open space outdoors that people can use. 
Um, so it really is kind of whatever anyone envisions, whether it's 50 people or 200 people, um, there's a way to make that, uh, that size look intentional for the event. That's really cool. And so just for our listeners that are getting an idea of like the type of, uh, or the different types of stuff that you do, what would you say the percentage of the wedding business uh, that you do versus the rest of it, let's say? Oh, I'd say it's a good 85% between the weddings themselves, rehearsal dinners, showers, et cetera. So um, we, almost all of our weekends, aside from the holiday season when they're corporate parties, most of our weekends are weddings. And, and there's a very, um, very logical reason for that, that uh, when folks kind of look at it, they understand weddings book so far in advance. So our calendar is pretty much eaten up on the Saturday and Sunday premium dates before a lot of corporate parties, fundraisers, nonprofits really even look at our calendar. Mm-hmm. So um, what we try to do is, is build around that. But um, as any venue will tell you, you know, first one with a deposit check gets the date. So <laughs> by virtue of that and the long kind of lead on wedding planning, we book up pretty quickly as far as those go. Yeah. And it seems like uh, with this cycle, like you're saying, it's it's even pushing it even farther. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, we're, we're everybody's like you were saying, we're so um, in my business, we're so, uh, you know, we're backed up um, with, uh, you know, dates from last year that got moved to this year. And now, you know, couples are just literally looking at 2020 that maybe just got engaged or 2021 rather, that maybe just got engaged on New Year's Eve or recently engaged, let's say, and they're kind of looking at 2021 and they're like, nah, I'm good. I'll just go ahead and move to the next year. (laughs) You know, because they pick up the phone and they call all these ideal places that they like and everybody's booked. Some people are doing two a day. Um, Right. uh, The brunch wedding uh, trend um, has finally hit my business and that we're, we're doing a brunch wedding because there's an event that night and they've, they have to do it this particular weekend. And so, um, you know, are you, are you guys capable of sort of doing the double, uh, event thing, or you guys kind of are just sticking with the singles and just saying, Hey, come back and see us in 2022. If, if you want, (laughs) we are sticking with the singles and there's a couple of reasons why, um, a, I don't want to try and, and fit people in just to get more on the books. Um, I don't think that's fair to the folks that have already booked and expect, you know, the whole day and evening for the space to be theirs. Also, we are a, um, I mentioned the blank canvas. We basically are your venue and everything else rolls in. So between the load in and load out of caterers, decor, uh, photographers, those lingering guests that you have to get out of there at the end of the event, um, we're just afraid of, of, of a little bit of a bottleneck there. And we really early on made the decision to protect the ex- exclusivity of our venue for the folks that had already had already booked that. So now what we are doing is a lot of people, because there is such a, um, a backlog in events, they're looking at days or days of the week or dates that Typically, they wouldn't. We've got people inquiring for midweek weddings. We've got people that are, you know, that would never consider a Friday evening wedding 
now they are because they don't want to wait. You know, they've already waited. Um, and a lot of the folks that are coming, a lot of their guests, whereas they normally wouldn't consider a Friday evening wedding, it's not that big of a deal to, to make plans for it now. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're sticking to uh, typically the, the one eight plus hour rental um, so that they get everything that they need from the space. And I think that's very wise, um, especially, um, and that's sort of a space by space decision, of course, but mm -hmm. like, um, and a lot of that has to do with size and, you know, parking and all kinds of other logistics. Right. Um, I, I do find it um, interesting that, you know, people are deciding to do these weddings on weekdays or, mm -hmm. um, you know, not just like a Saturday or a Sunday, uh, which, you know, Sundays have always kind of been in or out, like it, it, it's, it's never been like a huge thing. Uh, but, you know, every now and then you get that Sunday and it's great. But the, the Mondays, the Thursdays, the, you know, the Wednesdays, when you start getting calls, you know, for those type of days, I mean, that's re really cool. Um, you know, just because it opens up your calendar to servicing more than one, you know, wedding in a weekend. So, or a week. Right, right. And we, you know, we have a lot of Sunday weddings um, just because of the, you know, we mentioned in a conversation before this, you know, we have a finite product. We've got a, a, a calendar basically that constrains how much business we can do. So um, Sundays have always been pretty good for us. Um, it allows, uh, it allows for a, lesser rental fee for some folks, which they find attractive. And also just the idea of having a, um, having the whole day and not losing daylight. So, but to your point, you know, those, those midweek uh, weddings, which were unheard of, unless it was like a Halloween wedding or a Valentine's day wedding or a vow renewal on an anniversary date, you know, those were, were very infrequent and now they're becoming more so. So, you know, as long as we've got the time um, and, can, uh, and can allot that and let our clients really have full use of the space unrestricted, um, we're enjoying being able to open up the calendar. It does, you know, we still have to have our site visits. So, um, you know, I think a lot of the public doesn't realize that you know, it's not just when events are happening that business is occurring there. So, you know, we're we're trying to be as amenable as possible uh, for folks that are trying to have their families come and see the space or multiple vendors that need to come in and see the space, but still leave those areas for folks that want to have midweek events at the space. Yeah, and the midweek thing, I just... I just find so fascinating. I'm like, yeah. I, I wish this would stay. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I wish this would stick long-term, but well, I guess we'll have to wait and see on how yeah. that goes. But as it pertains to you, how did you get mixed up in all of this of having a, you know, having an event space, deciding you want to do weddings? I mean, what was your path that sort of got you to this point? So it all started with my love of a good party. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a uh, marketing and advertising firm and we had at the time we were um, located just downstairs, literally down the steps from what is the brickyard. 
and we were we had the whole bottom floor and every time we wanted to have a Halloween or Christmas party for our clients, vendors, staff, et cetera, it kept getting larger and larger. So we knew we needed another space. And uh, I, I wanted to stay close to where our corporate office was. And I could not find a place in downtown Marietta that had a clear line of sight if everyone wanted to raise a champagne glass and, and, and share a toast. There were a lot of places around, but there was nowhere that everybody could be all in one place. And uh, at the time, there was an artist's co-op studio that was occupying what is now the Brickyard and their lease was about to be up. And I walked in and thought, okay, A, the space rocks, it's super cool. It needs a little TLC, but you know, I can't be the only one looking for a space like this. And at the time, I thought, well, you know, if it doesn't work as an event venue, I'll just reload our office up here if it comes to it, because it's a great space. And luckily, <laughs> we were not the only ones looking for a big old place to have a party, but still have that historic downtown feel. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's how it all started, was us looking for our own site with my marketing agency. And if you've never been to downtown Marietta, uh, the square is what it's uh, commonly referred to as. Um, it's awesome. Uh, the yeah. people are great. There's great restaurants all, all around the square. And um, there's all sorts of really cool knickknack, antique candy shops uh, of all kinds. There's a historic theater that's uh, the oldest in Cobb County. Uh, and they're still running actively, um, the Strand, um, which we're both very fond of. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Strand crew and, uh, and all those wonderful people there. Um, and, you know, there's just a ton of happenings. And even on the square alone, there's all these concerts that are happening all the time. So to be so close, closely located to like the Mecca of, uh, of Marietta, as I say, um, you know, it's, uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really cool to kind of be a part of a community like that. Absolutely. I mean, you kind of hit on it there. There is a, a palpable energy morning, noon and night and after midnight <laughs> all throughout that space. And it's it's something that you like you literally can feel when you're walking those streets. So even for people that aren't necessarily looking at uh, downtown Marietta, they're from further out in the metro Atlanta area when they come and they, you know, they'll they'll come, they'll do their site visit, they'll walk up and get a coffee or lunch or dinner, they'll find a, you know, the vintage vinyl shop right next to, you know, some of the best restaurants um, in Metro Atlanta, there's a very uh, active public art scene there. So, you know, there are so many amenities to that very hyper local geographic area. Um, that that really does lend itself to a community. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the, the other venues. We have such a great relationship with what are, are technically our competitors. Um, you know, there's only one October 22nd every year. And if we're booked, the last thing we want to do is just turn someone away. So we will send them based on what their guest count is and what their needs are to the folks that are in their area, because 
you know, speaking of the community, once you've felt that and experienced that and you see, I mean, just the photo ops alone around there, you're, you kind of fall in love with the idea of getting married on the square. So we enjoy a very healthy network of um, our fellow venues, vendors, and, um, and folks that are in the wedding community as well right there on the square. Yeah, the, the energy is real. And as for someone who doesn't live in Marietta, but uh, has spent a lot of time in Marietta for a variety of reasons, um, the, the feeling is real. It is 100% a community that is uh, just special. And I, I just remember the first time experience, like meeting you and meeting everyone in that community and wondering, why did I buy a house in East Point? I should have bought a house. In <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the space um, and where it sits local to, you know, is fantastic. And I know that um, the people that come to you um, are definitely looking for that feel and you guys deliver, um, you know, time and time again now for, for 10 years. So is yeah. there gonna be like a is there going to be like a new uh, like a rescheduled party like a, doing an eleven year anniversary or something? We're talking about it. You know, we don't like I said we don't want to eat into the calendar for our clients. So we're trying to figure out a way to celebrate. You know, and it, I didn't even really think about it because you think of the building as being so historic, but you know, it's a hundred years. We've been there ten. We've been there a tenth of the the history of that building. So. We'll figure out some way to celebrate, but you know that's the great thing. Every event is a celebration there, and uh, it's it's a privilege to be able to share in those life events. I know it sounds corny and it sounds like something that you know you would expect someone to say that's talking, but it, it really is. I mean, we do events there day in and day out, but we always have to remember that it's their one singular biggest day. So we always remind ourselves that, you know, that that for them is a day that they will forever remember and every little detail matters. So um, and I do want to Tammy Ream is is the Brickyard. I want to make sure that we talk about her before we get too far into this. And you've worked with Tammy. Um, she is the facilities manager there, but she's I think she should just be the Brickyard on her. Uh, on her business card. She handles everything from initial site visits to dealing with all the vendors. She personally works most of the events. Um, obviously, we have staff that, that cover uh, additional events as well, but um, she was with me when we opened. Uh, she worked with me at Zenith, actually, uh, as an account manager there, and uh, once this thing started kind of proving itself to be a concept that was going to stick, I said, please, please come over and do this. You're perfect for it. You have a great personality, attention to detail. Everyone, all of our reviews mention her by name. Um, so it's, uh, it's, I'm very, very lucky. And our, our clients are that Tammy's at the, the helm of the show there. So when you think about um, your relationship with Tammy, um, I mean, you guys just knowing uh, you both, um, you know, she's been there for 10 years. Like how does a working relationship like that, that last for 10 years and it stays on a plane of, um, you know, 
obviously like friendship um and right. obviously the you know the, the business keeps moving you know forward like how do you guys maintain that inner relationship together um i'm just curious um i think the biggest thing is i stay out of her way <laughs> and it's that that absolutely is i mean for the first several years of the business we met you know over every singular decision to make sure that we were both you know feeling the right way about things because bear in mind i had never operated a venue before neither had she we just knew it was a need in the community and we felt like we were um we were equipped to do that and we actually built the thing out and we marketed it as uh, from the client side of things and i think early on that's what garnered us some initial interest um but these days i stay out of her way she knows that i back her play on everything and uh it you know if if she needs me to weigh in on something i mean we we email every single day so it's not like i'm a completely hands-off person um but i trust her uh unequivocally it's just i have the utmost trust in her because i know she treats it as if the business was was hers um, and I think that's, you know, to me, the true testimony of that is all of these reviews that are these glowing reviews, they all mention her by name. They don't even know I exist, which is perfect. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, that's, that's awesome. Um, I mean, that trust that sort of happens in a business relationship with someone that you're, you know, you're trusting to run, you know, the very thing that you own is, um, I mean, it's crucial. And when you find that your person, it's like, you're not right. going to let them go under any circumstances. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, it's like, you're with me for the long haul. Tell us about some of the other staff that you guys have. Is it, um, do you guys have other staff that you just hire like per event? Um, or is, uh, or is there some other people that are regularly involved in your operation? So really the only people that we hire out are folks to help us work the events and do some site visits. But as I mentioned earlier, that's really technically where we end as far as what we provide. Um, we work with all the vendors, obviously, and any of the coordinators. But as far as what we actually, the product that we're providing, it's actually access to the venue itself. Obviously, there's a representative on site anytime someone is there. You know, we'll make sure if security is needed, we take care of that. But it keeps our overhead low to not have a lot of staff on board. Um, you can bring in any caterer you want. We do have a preferred caterers list and there's a slight fee for going off of that, but um, you can bring in your own alcohol. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very easy facility to work with. Mm -hmm. And by virtue of the fact that we don't really have any uh, restrictions as far as, I mean, obviously you have to have a licensed insured bartender. We have to make sure everyone's covered and safe and security for certain sizes or if liquor is gonna be served, but, you know, those types of things. But you don't have to buy your alcohol from us. You don't have to use our caterer. You can, you know, if you want a food truck, which is a very popular, you know, roll it in and pop it up. So, um that's a long answer to a question that talked about staffing but i thought it was a good opportunity to to kind of shed the light a little bit on how we differ than a lot of event venues yeah do you guys also require having a um 
having the client per, have a day of planner of some sort in addition to the we do not. okay yeah it's and this is another reason why tammy's so good at what she does if it's readily apparent they need a planner she'll make sure they find one so um you know and it, it's just uh it's one of those things where a lot of people severely underestimate the amount of planning the amount of time and the amount of knowledge it takes to successfully mount an event so it's not anything that we require but she knows how to read a room and make suggestions where where possible yeah i mean and that comes down to reps time and time again dealing with brides and grooms and families and knowing uh whether that family is uh well equipped to handle the day on their own or maybe you should point them in the direction of a planner <laughs> exactly uh, that's awesome um so where do you see um the when you think about maybe the future of the brickyard like if you were to like just kind of take a moment and think like forward um is there like anything that like any sort of interesting idea that comes to mind that you're, you're dying to try I mean, you maybe haven't yet or um, is there any sort of growth opportunities, uh, you know, even into potentially going farther in and maybe opening up another venue or any sort of entrepreneurial spirits beyond that that you've sometime considered? Um, I mean, you guys obviously have one that's really, really amazing and everybody seems to love it. Yeah, we, um, we are very happy where we are. Um, and it's kind of a twofold answer. So the first is what can we do at the Brickyard in the future to evolve it or to, you know, to look at different revenue streams. Um, we are actually actively going after some uh, film production and trying to get more and more of that. We, like I said, it's that big blank canvas. So we've had people come in and, you know, completely create sets. We've had movies shoot in there. We've had commercial shoot in there. We've had product shoots, models, brand launches. Um, so, and that fills that calendar outside of the weekends. It's easy in, easy out. We got a huge, basically uh, the size of a garage door load in. So, but just making sure that all of those scouting for site visits, you know, site selection, know that we're there. That's the one thing that I think is some low hanging fruit for us as far as filling the calendar a bit more. Mm. And we love seeing ourselves obviously in print and, and in movies and commercials and stuff. Um, so that's the one thing that we're really looking to do there. Uh, we'd also like to get some more midweek, maybe live music. Um, but again, it's hard to set a regular calendar with the public's expectations of those when, if a, you know, if someone wants to come and book up the calendar, yeah. So um, to be determined on that, but uh, we did open um, an event facility and art gallery on the other side of the square, on the South uh, Park Square called The Loft. And it's fine art, uh, about 20 different artists from all over the country, a lot of them local. And it's about, I think 2000 square feet uh, total. And we use that as an event facility as well. And there we can do like songs and stories for the public as well as private events, um, but it's Loft Marietta. And that's been, that's been a lot of fun too. You mentioned that um, 
you want to bring in all these uh, particular things that are going to fill the weekday, like, you know, uh, obviously getting more film stuff, but more so, I think a lot of our vendors that are li listening would be really interested in like what your marketing and advertising strategy is maybe in broad strokes. If you're active on any social media platforms and have you seen those social media platforms be beneficial to you, uh, you know, or is there anything out of the box unconventional that you do that maybe we could all learn from? Yeah, so we are on uh, Insta and Facebook. It's Brickyard Marietta. And, um, you know, one of the lovely things about having a venue that has great photographers at every event is we have great photography to show. So it feels like a little bit of a cheat there. But, um, you know, we're, we get most every single referral through or every inquiry, um, they fall in pretty organically. So, we don't do a lot of advertising outside of that. I used to tell people all the time, it's so ironic, I have a marketing and advertising firm. And we really don't do a whole lot of traditional advertising for the venue. Primarily, we haven't had the need to do that, <clears throat> which I'm internally grateful for. But we have a very vast uh, expanse of vendors that we've worked with over the years, and they're a great source of referrals for us. And then just, you know, the lovely thing with folks that get their own wedding photography is they they oftentimes will tag us. So, you know, it's it's been really interesting to to see how what works and what doesn't and what's worth the effort. <clears throat> we try to advertise and, and support our local publications when it's you know, specific to the bridal industry or wedding industry, but we've been very fortunate to have a great group of ambassadors within our own clients and our vendor set. You know, what's really interesting to me is that this, this um, you know, I've been involved in, I guess, a handful of business things over time, and everybody always has, you know, you've always got your budget for advertising, and your budget is based <laughs> on, you know, percentage of income brought in and all this kind of stuff, and, you know, uh, the wedding industry is so interesting in that most of the people that I talk to, they have zero dollars for advertising or they just don't do it at all. And they only spend their time uh, making really specific, uh, really well thought out posts on social media. And the amount of return that they get out of that as far as engaging with other vendors and that kind of thing uh, to me is just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah, well, and there's there's also, you know, most of our brides are younger, so social media is where you're going to reach them. You're not going to reach them in traditional print publications. You know, lots of love to my fellow ad reps and publications and all of that, but the quickest way to reach them is through social media. And, you know, honestly, years back, we made the conscious effort to focus more on doing styled shoots and involving different vendors. And, you know, that way you, you may not be in, in a magazine, but you now have 10 different people promoting your venue through their own promotions. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really um, fruitful way for us to take a little time off of our booking calendar and devote it towards X number of styled shoots per quarter when, and everyone's a winner in that capacity. It's the style shoot thing is something that uh, I got hip to um, from interviewing photographers 
Um, right. So I've interviewed quite a few photographers from around the Southeast now. Um, and I was, I was, I, it never occurred to me that like a lot of their content that they're creating is from these style shoots that they do. Um, and then it also benefits everyone that's sort of involved. So, and sometimes there'll be multiple uh, photographers there, but, you know, but also like, you know, uh, you know, venues, you know, get access to the thing like, so yourself. So um, I, I find that style shoot thing really interesting. Um, and, and it uh, also allows everyone involved with the shoot to select everything they want to best highlight. So the photographer has, you know, or the, 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 the wedding gown is the one that they most want to promote. The cake is the one they want to promote. The invitations are in the style that they wish to, to promote. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that you can control with a styled photo shoot knowing that you're going to use these for promotional purposes, that even the best of weddings, um, even the most beautiful of brides and, and, you know, you just, you're able to really literally stop time and set a shot. So it's perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I mean, and, you know, I think that's, I think that's a really cool community building activity that works for everyone. Right. And whoever thought of that a long time ago, I just want to give you a, 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 a nod and a salute. Cause that's a uh, pretty, pretty smart thinking. Um, so at the end of all these interviews, I always try and get a little bit of a biopic of about who you are by just asking some, you know, silly questions uh, about your personal, maybe daily habits or life or interests, et cetera. Uh, all PG 13, of course, cause we are a family program. Um, so um, uh, tell me, I won't put you on the spot and tell me and, and, and ask you to tell me what your favorite restaurant is on the square, because I know a lot of people would be upset. Um, so why don't you tell me what um, if you're if you're craving, if you're going to what's your go to craving food, if you're feeling maybe down or out, what makes you feel better? Um, two things I could think of off the bat, either sushi from Tycoon or uh, empanadas from Kiosco. Kiosco, ooh, that place so has my heart. <laughs> that is one of my favorite restaurants in, in anywhere around Atlanta. Um, it's so great and it's such a small restaurant but Eddie the owner is always there and it's just you feel like you're doing the right thing by supporting a small business and you feel guilty because you, <laughs> there's just, it's so good, it's so good. And for the people that have not been to Kiosco uh, or Kiosco, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but they mm -hmm. uh, they literally have like six tables or something. I mean, it's it's like next to nothing. So if you're going to go there, um, you know, maybe try and get there right when they open or, um, uh, you know, or try and make a reservation if they take them. I'm not sure if they do or not. Um, they do. They do. And also uh, be sure to try the sangria. Yes, that is uh, pretty popular. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so tell me, um, do you have any favorite current Netflix shows or anything like that that you're watching that's like totally uh, uh, giving you all the feels? Hmm. 
You know, I've actually not been watching a lot of Netflix during this whole pandemic because I knew that was a slippery slope for me. You know what I have been watching? Like I've been consuming hours and hours and hours are travel videos. I've been researching where I'm going to go when I can. So YouTube has pretty much replaced Netflix for me during this pandemic. And I have found the most amazing Eastern European spots and the craziest um, Pacific Northwest hikes here in the U.S. And I've just been doing my research. I figure if I can't really travel, at least internationally right now, I can do some homework. So when we are move, we, when we are allowed to kind of safely travel around, I, I know where I'm going to go. Well, I'm going to need some of those links because uh, I'm having I will send them to you. Yeah, I'm having the same feeling right now. Um, I've be I'm becoming restless <laughs> yeah. at home and working all the hours that I do. I'm, I'm uh, I started looking the other day and uh, at you know places to travel to, and uh, I think I even made a post on Facebook and it, and I got a whole bunch of you know ideas and stuff from that. But um, it's uh yeah, I mean I'm with you on that. So I'm gonna ask for that list when this is all over with. Happy to share. <laughs> um, tell me. Uh, Pre-pandemic, what was like one of your favorite activities that you would do? Or maybe if it's an, uh, an activity that you can do during a pandemic, um, what's, uh, what's some of the things that like you really enjoy to do on your free time? Live music and live performing arts. I miss those so much. And it's, it's just something that was part of my life that I, you know, you kind of take for granted because there's the this day and age there's always either an up and coming or an established band within you know 20 30 minutes of you at any given time and not that i haven't loved being up front through the zoom uh and online concerts man nothing replaces sitting in a room and having that shared experience with music and similarly um i was a dancer for years and years and years and still would love to be if if that were possible um and just dance performances you know the ballet and alvin ailey every february coming to the fox and terminus modern ballet theater here locally it just man you don't realize how much those enrich your your soul until they're taken away from you right yeah i mean I hear you. <laughs> I, mean, I know I am preaching to the bassist or the guitarist or the choir or whatever you're whatever you're doing today. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as people can see on the YouTube video, there's a guitar from my left shoulder. So it's uh you know I I didn't realize how lucky I was to get yeah. to play music for people before this whole thing happened. Um, and um, while wow, it's always fun to pick up the guitar and play at home and it sort of soothes the soul and sort of fights down, you know, the feelings. Um, I, for one, cannot wait um, for a live concert. And there's been a lot of uh, progress in that uh, world. Um, I have an alternative YouTube channel that deals with all sorts of like music trends and stuff. And there's a lot of cities uh, like Barcelona that are doing all these uh, concert, uh, you know, uh, like testings, basically, uh, just seeing, you know, how... Um, you know, these, you know, germs travel and, and trying to see when we can come back to normalcy, but we'll see. Um, you know, I've definitely missed the feeling of playing a song and 
hearing people sing along as you sing and play it. Um, that's yeah. what that's what I miss the most is the communal. We're all in the moment together, and you know we may believe things differently politically, or we may believe different ways of life or come from different walks of life, but we all are here because we like this song and we're all like singing it together. And that's one of the things that I, I also miss the most. But um, thank you for being here and being a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. It really has. It's great to see your face and, and uh, hopefully there are some things that, um, that will be of interest at least to some other folks that are in the industry or want to learn more about this industry. It's, it's uh, not for the faint of heart, but it is it's a whole lot of fun and very rewarding. It is very rewarding. We're in the service business, right? We serve other people. We give them, um, you know, our services um, and to make their day the best it can be. And um, I know that all of our listeners here, both bride and grooms and also other vendors that maybe not don't know about uh, the Brickyard, give us a, give us your web address um, and your uh, Instagram. We'll have it listed in the comments below, but just say it out loud so everybody can hear it right now. Okay. Everything's the same. It's BrickyardMarietta.com on Insta. We're Brickyard Marietta. On Facebook, we're Brickyard Marietta. So remember the venue and the, uh, and the city and you're good to go. And we do not, in fact, sell bricks. We have gotten a ton of calls over the years about that. But uh, at the moment, that's not really something that's in our uh, in our offerings. But yeah, BrickyardMarietta.com. And there are tons of uh, galleries up there of prior weddings and events, our current rates, the floor plan, you know, FAQs, everything that you would need to know. And, and if there's a date that is of particular interest, you can fill out a form and, and we'll get right back to you and do our best to accommodate. You heard it right here, folks. This is Bonnie. With the Brickyard Marietta, I'm Jacob Deaton. Thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals. You better like it. You better subscribe to it so you can stay in touch with us as we interview all sorts of people all over the place. So thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time.